foot. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Hi, Joey. Welcome to the Sober Grind. I'm here today with Austin. Hello, my friends. Armstrong. Always a pleasure. My co-host. Don't mind me off camera for just a moment. He's trying to fix something. Um, So today we're going to be talking about drug use in our youth and how it's changed over the years. Um, Because although a lot of people, you know, drugs are always there. People do drugs. Over all the centuries, drugs and alcohol have always been available. They come in different forms. Um, They have advanced in some aspects. And kids are using them differently these days as opposed to at least when I was growing up probably 20 years ago. Um, But, you know, there's still the same drugs that are still being used by a lot of kids these days. It's just um, we we just wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, what I've observed and what... yeah, I, I can definitely talk about uh, my experiences and what, and what I've seen in, okay. yeah, in, in youth, and I'm, I'm very interested to see uh, how it varies. Sure. You want to, have you got that fixed yet? No, it's not So working. he's trying to just, fix some YouTube stuff over that's there. That's okay. We don't have to do it on there today. We're on a million other platforms, so that's we'll right. just continue it. What are all the platforms that we're on? Uh, right now, we're just on Facebook, okay. live streaming right now. So Facebook from, uh, from Peja's account and from the Beginnings Treatment account. Okay. Um, and then Odie, I think, is going to be sharing it in, into some other groups from, from his phone over there. Who's Odie? Um, Odie, come here and put your Odie, head in the camera uh, for Odie's, a second. Odie's behind here. the scenes on, on this This is camera. my boy he, Odie he's, right he's here. He's coming in. You may have seen him. He's on a handsome the, guy. Uh, Hi, Odie. Ask an Addiction Special Hi. Show with yes. Dr. Bob Weathers. We, o- uh, Odie has the little blonde streaks in the front of his head. A Prince circa 1996 style. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So um, let's jump in here. First of all, if anyone has any questions or, or comments or even thoughts about how you've experienced mm-hmm. uh, drug use in, in your generation or what you've seen, we would love to hear that as well because mm-hmm. uh, everyone's story and perspective is completely unique. Yes. So, And also you can let us know where you're watching from. Uh, you know, Shout yeah. out to whatever town you're at. And if you have any questions, please, please, please. Feel free to ask. We're here to ask. Also, do you like this background? Typically, we're in a green screen studio, uh, but today we're we're changing it up a little bit. So uh, let us know what you think. Uh, okay, on the topic of drug use in 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 our youth. Yeah. So I I remember in my high school. Um, yeah. That's where I saw most of it. Um, I'm in college now, but I don't see it as much of it as I did in high school. What did you see? A lot of alcohol. Okay. A lot of marijuana. Right. Uh, it became, as we got older, a lot of heroin. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot okay. of heroin in my town. And what town was that? Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Okay, Jersey. So There's a lot of heroin right on the, in that Right area. on the water, yeah, yeah terrible yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. And then there were, there was a lot of pill pill abuse. Okay. So um, in Pain my, pills? Yeah. Um, opiates? They called them, yeah, they were opiates. They called them blues. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people used blues. Right. Um so I think it was it was something to wean off of heroin, but right. it was abused. Right, right. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of what I saw. A lot of marijuana, a lot of alcohol, mm-hmm. a lot of teen parties going on. Right. So yeah. based off of my experience, what I've seen, and I try to go by generations. Like before mm-hmm. my time, uh, I believe more like in, let's say the 70s, um, mm-hmm. I know that people were doing different... They were called Black Beauties, and there was mm. uh, second... Yeah, there's second always there new names. All these... But yeah. most of that stuff was... A lot of that was barbiturates. Okay. Um, there wasn't that major opiate craze as there was, for, at least from my, to my knowledge, um, if anyone was doing anything, they were doing straight opium or heroin. Oh, interesting. Or heroin, right? Okay. So I believe that medically, 
you know, opiates started to become more of a thing. Not to say that they didn't have painkillers in the 70s, but I think, um, you know, more so in, in the 80s and 90s that picked up. And then by, like, the 2000s, it's, it's been more than ever. I mean, there's so many different kinds. There's oxycontin, oxycodone, oxy, all these different type of oxys and roxies and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But from what I remember, and this was more in, in the 80s, let's say, um, the typical thing that we were doing in high schools and, and most kids do and have done for a long time, when it was still illegal, was marijuana. Sure. I mean, kids, you just, if, there's a lot of kids that they're going to go through that experimental phase. They're going to smoke some weed with their friends in some hidden area, some hidden spot. This is before before there was any kind of legalities. Yeah. Like, at, at my high school, there was a place called the Smoking Tree. The Smoking was, Tree. Yeah. We, we, uh, I think every high school has every their school smoking has section tree. and smoking tree. And we definitely have that, yeah. right? And, I'm uh, sure everybody does. We'd all go and resort out to uh, on breaks or even sure. the, our own breaks that we would create in between classes. Or we would just cut class all around and go to the Smoking Tree and yeah. then go some other place. But weed was a dime a dozen. That's just mm-hmm. what we did, right? So yeah. smoking weed... Um, kids do it and i think right now because it's legal um a lot of kids make this excuse well it's legal and it's a natural plant and it's grown on trees so yeah i'm just curious to to get your opinion on the long-term um uh use here in uh in youth particularly on on marijuana so now that it's it's legal there's that it's kind of in that that bubble phase right now every it's a top of everyone's mind it's it's legal you can try it it's more accessible right. than ever right. do you think how high do you think that is and then do you think there will be a downward slope because of the legality of it over time do you think it's going to continue to rise hmm. it's a good what question i mean it's it's funny um, jesse the body ventura okay he he was going to be running for office many many years ago yeah he had said that if he ever became president, he would just legalize all drugs mm. because he theorized that if he was to legalize all drugs, um, there would be less addiction, less people would be using it. Well, there's definitely that rebellious aspect to right. it. Just to do it like we have. Right. So in, in European countries mm-hmm. um, where alcohol is, is readily available, you don't see as much alcohol abuse in, in teens from what I've seen. And heard. You don't see as much opiate abuse sure. in, in Europe, for example, mm-hmm. in England. In, not as much. I mean, there is not like in America. So yeah. it's on the rise. Um, I, I can say this What's much. up, Ed? Ed Sampio, the waterman. Eddie Waterman. Okay, so <laughs> good to see you on here. I see uh, Terrence here. Jack Motley. Our friend. Jack Motley's in South here. Coast Counseling. Hello, Jack. Hello, everyone. He's a pioneer in the community of recovery. So back to what I was saying. So yeah. kids smoking weed these days, like they're, they're not saying anything that's more unique. I, I talk to kids these days. Mm-hmm. I talk to teenagers. I talk to teenagers that smoke weed and justify and say all the stuff that I used to say, too. It's like kids think they're so unique. A lot of kids these days are much more advanced, a lot more smarter with, with all of the, you know, Multi, multimedia uh, technology that's that's readily available for them. A lot of them uh, are much more advanced. They can they don't need to look up things like in encyclopedias like we used to like I used to do back in my day. I don't know about What's you. What's an encyclopedia? <laughs> but but nowadays kids can just easily Google stuff and get information. So sure. but uh, back in my day, the justification for using marijuana was first and foremost it is natural. Um, it grows on a plant. Not mm-hmm. to say that all drugs probably come from the soil and the plant or something at one point or another. Well, everything has to come from something. It's got to come from something. <laughs> it's grown from something. But right. regardless, weed was you know a direct resource from the ground. Right. You basically grow it, let it dry out, hang it, and then smoke it. So 
a lot of kids will just make that, you know. So back in my day, like smoking weed, everybody did. Like that's just what we did. Um, alcohol, as you said, it, it was in your college, right? So yeah, in high school, a lot in high school. In high school, there was yeah. a lot. It yeah. was beer Still bottles, college, drinking course, beer. But... It was socially acceptable. Like mm-hmm. people just loved to drink. You know, that's what yeah. we did. If you like to drink, you like to smoke weed. It, it, you know, the heavy drugs weren't really. Uh, around they were around but not everybody was doing them yet mm-hmm. i think there was still that fear within teens of not trying cocaine or like back then it was yeah i didn't i didn't see a lot of cocaine use um i didn't hang out with you know necessarily a lot of people that right. did that stuff certainly around people that smoked a lot of weed and, mm-hmm. and drank a lot right but i didn't see a lot of of the heavier stuff i also did see some some hallucinogen use hallucinogen i was gonna so that, get, i'll get yeah, to that we'll in get a to that later but. as far as cocaine okay so here's what i noticed like and everybody has in their high school health class they they'll watch those movies that are kind of you know anti-drugs right yeah. and then dare, the dare, dare, dare classes, program yeah. dare program comes in and they'll tell you yeah. like how bad drugs are for you and in the 80s you had Nancy Reagan coming and saying just say no which right. we I think every kid in America more curious and just say just say let's try you know like let's right. just say why not you know like <laughs> so especially me and um, I remember that I remember distinctly hearing that cocaine is addictive off the first try. That, mm-hmm. I've heard that in probably when I was 15 years old in some school that I was in, in a health class. And sure enough, cocaine was around. I'm Persian. Mm-hmm. So in, in our community in America, the Persians, especially the more higher class ones, they were already doing that stuff. They were hanging out in hotels, not to be mistaken with motels. Hotels, wow. living large, you know, okay. uh, driving around in the fancy cars with the beautiful women and things like that. So cocaine was absolutely mandatory in having back mm-hmm. then. So we were experimenting with that at a young age. Not to say everybody else was. Not a lot of people were doing cocaine. But I was trying it at a very young age. Now, was that fear there? Yes. But did I? was I brave enough to try to overcome the fear to see if, is it really addictive? Yes, I did. And did I do it and become addicted? Absolutely. I mean, one try and I was chasing the feeling of that over and over again and it wasn't Mm -hmm. just with doing regular cocaine it was with rocking it up and smoking it and things like that because i was extreme you know and that's just what we did um meth was around now Mm -hmm. let's talk about hallucinogens okay Uh, during that time i mean in the late 80s the grateful dead was still around yeah so this is pre well even today you have you have fish you have fish and you have i think there's another group that's there's mm, the place covers by the regardless i think it's like all the offsprings of of the people that used to be in that movie right right. so so we used to go to their shows you know and we'd go Mm -hmm. to their parking lots and and the hippies were you know they were like kind of migrating out of the the 70s and kind of just going across the country and following the dead and there was that whole movement you know Mm -hmm. like the acid loving, free living, hey, you know free spirited hippies. Yes. Sorry to cut you off. They're sure. bringing back uh, uh, Woodstock for the 50th anniversary this year. I'm not year. surprised. I mean, interesting. It makes sense. If it's yeah. 50 years old, they're going to definitely want to yeah. you know, commemorate it. Yeah. But regardless of that, so we would do acid, you know. And for me, I remember when I would do acid, it was just to escape life. Because there was a lot of madness in the house. So when I would do the acid and go out and about, it was like I actually really enjoyed watching things melt. That's just what I did. Hmm. So these days, what I'm noticing is is I've, you know, I'm more recently I've been talking to this 19-year-old kid who's, he doesn't want to do drugs. I mean, he, does, he doesn't want to admit that he's an addict. And mm-hmm. perhaps he's not an addict, right? Now, the thing about him and what kids are doing these days, this kid is buying sheets of acid off of Craigslist. 
Interesting. And going and selling it to people. Back in the day, we actually had to do the footwork and go out and find the chemist that yeah. would create the stuff or find somebody that knew the chemist that would create acid and go and you know, dispense yeah. it in various I've areas. I've heard stories of uh, even Facebook groups, not even Craigslist, right on Facebook groups. Where you can just are, buy drugs? Yeah. I mean, it's that easy. It yeah. truly is. I've, I've ran homes, recovery homes, where um, somebody happened to go through their laptop, laptop mm-hmm. and go onto Craigslist and... Look, they would call it something like a black tar roof repair company, but it's sure. actually a heroin delivery service. So, yeah. I mean, that's what it's come down to. So, wow. uh, it's that easy. Yeah, I mean, technology definitely has a role to play in the ease of access. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you even see. I mean, there's because it's legal. There's weed delivery services too. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of fascinating. That I I never imagined this, but. Back in the day, um, especially in California, there was a time that you could not, um, if you were arrested on the street with you know, possession of cocaine, possession mm-hmm. of crystal methamphetamine, possession of heroin, you're going to be going to jail and facing prison time. Yeah. Depending on how much you have and what, you know, how, how who's going to fight for you in court. These days, I'm learning that laws have been passed that if you get arrested for that, it's a slap on the wrist. They, sometimes you don't even get for arrested. For even the, the heavy drugs. For the heavy drugs. Wow. And I believe... How about dealing? Dealing's a different story. Okay. Uh, but as far as just having possession, I believe because the jails and the prisons were so overpopulated, mm. they had to minimize that. So. And is that just California or is that nationwide? I know it's in California. I don't know about okay. other states, but this is something that a police officer told me recently. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Wow. So, so kids these days, you know, like not to say that a minor, if they're caught with that, I'm not, ex- I'm not sure what the ramifications of that are or what would happen. But I do know that um, if you're an adult, it's a lot easier to get away with things like that. Sure. So, that kind of for me, that creates. Um, I think it makes addiction even worse. It would actually, for, for me, I, what I think is people are actually going to have to get really, really desperate and mm. not come by way of the courts or by way of a by way of attorney to, to try to get help. Mm. Yeah. We have a, a couple comments here. Keep them coming in. Uh, hopefully this is an interesting topic to you. Uh, Eric com- Erica commented earlier. Erica and I Pesh. went to high school together. Yeah, that's what she said. We had a lot of fun in high school, just saying, but she's super proud of you. If we had social saying, media yeah. back there, Erica, I may not be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. How do you think it? That, well, that's an interesting thought. Back in in when you were in high school and college, mm-hmm. when um, how do you think social media and and the internet would have affected all of that? The ease of accessibility, both for yourself and and other people around you. It probably would have been a great tool for a person that was selling drugs. Mm. Um, I know back then. I had to go to many, any, any, and many lengths to be able to do what I had to do, mm-hmm. transporting illegal. I mean, weed was illegal if you had a large portion, even in small portions. There was no medical marijuana. When I started hearing about them uh, wanting to legalize it for medical purposes, I was like, really? Mm. All this time, all these years, you know. And now all of a sudden, I never thought the day would come, but it actually came. Hmm. Then again, they they legalized. They had prohibition, and then they they legalized alcohol. You know, so. And they sell it in stores, so that's yeah. Looks like that's the direction that they're going in. Now, does that make things more difficult? Yes, it does. I think that people don't really realize, or want to realize, or think that they might be addicted. A lot of people will make the excuse that marijuana is not addictive, and truly, you know, it's not physically addictive. You don't have to have it. 
But I always, this has been my mentality. Your physical is part of your mental. Absolutely. So it's they're both connected. connected. So if yeah. you're if you're thinking about wanting it and it makes you feel good, whether it gives you a nice head high, you'll chase for it, and your mental well, your, your 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 body will go physically will go and try and get it to make your mental state be at ease. Absolutely, that's where behavioral addictions come into play. I mean, right. you know, video games, sex, pornography, gambling, yeah. Yeah. you name it, they right. all come into play. Which goes. That's another thing that that is of great importance to talk about, and I don't think it's talked about enough. That kids these days, a lot of their addictions actually evolve hmm. through extensive amounts of video game playing. Interesting. But they get, I mean, they go into the viral world. It's, right. You know, it's all about just being uh, virtual world. I'm sorry. Sure, sure. To be on, like, in the virtual world and just being stuck on, you know, in that mentality, that, that mindset of always just wanting to fight, 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 get the best, hmm. be the best, and... And over a period of time, you take that away from them. They're going to be chasing something else, whether mm-hmm. it be food, sex, pornography, drugs, alcohol, whatever. But I know I've firsthand met people that were so addicted to uh, video games, they had to go to treatment for their video game addiction. Yeah, you're starting to see those centers open up. There are centers for that. Yeah. And then when they can't get, when they can't play the games, they try to uh, switch from one addiction to another. Mm-hmm. And they become full-blown heroin addicts. I've seen this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Craig. Thanks for tuning in. So um, I want to tie back into and see if there's, uh, from what you've seen, other ways uh, of obtaining drugs um, from what you've seen today um, and even maybe what you see moving forward. I mean, you mentioned... um, uh, if you wanted to uh, to get hallucinogens, you had to find a chemist to actually make you some. I mean, right. um, when I uh, when I was in high school, I uh, I was just thinking about this while we were talking about it. Uh, there was a, a local pizza shop run by a bunch of Mexicans, and we right. used to go there uh, late at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would all pull in, and they would go right. and buy alcohol for us and bring right. it back to the pizza shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how you you found different people that would be willing to do it for you. Right. Now there's the internet and ease of access, uh, um, sex accessibility for finding um, illicit drugs that are illegal for you, wherever you may be age-wise or, um, or whatever you're looking for. What other methods have you seen that are unique today from previous and where do you think it's going to go in the future? I know back in my day when we used to need, when we'd want to get drugs, whatever that may be, we'd go get sesweed, stress weed, right? We would buy mm. that in off of Brook Street in Santa Ana. Okay. Um, which later on we found out that we can get cocaine and heroin on the streets there too. Mm. Um, in Los Angeles, um, there was Skid Row. It was easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't really need a delivery service. You just go down to downtown and you can get any kind of drug that you want, depending on what street you go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there was delivery services more in the 90s that were really private. Uh, you didn't really know about them unless you knew somebody. Sure. And there wasn't a lot of internet activity yet for people to get. It was like harder drugs? It was harder drugs. Okay. Well, but also marijuana. Back before it was even okay. legal, there mm-hmm. were some delivery services. I know I had friends in New York that would get it. And then out here in California, in L.A., and Orange County, gotcha. I would see it a lot. But, um, you know, a lot of... Um, a lot of things are easily accessible through peop, you know street dealers. Mm-hmm. There's um, a lot of kids these days will get their hands on pain meds and Xanax. Mm. I mean, they go as far as uh, glorifying you know Xanax as Xanny bars. Yeah. You know, and, and it's it's a big deal for them to get as many of them There's as they can. There's even rappers. There's th- Lil Xan. Can you believe the guy named it's, himself? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I I'll say this. 
Um, a lot of times, um, if they can get them from a doctor, first they'll go through a, an uncle or a grandma's medicine yeah. cabinet. If they can get their hand on a nice bottle of it, there's the, the, the onset. You know, it's easily, it's available. It's there. They get it. But then if they don't have enough of it, then they start seeking it out in other places. Mm. Kids will break into places to try to get it. Kids mm. will try to see who else's grandparents have them. Kids will start to uh, seek out certain people that sell this stuff. There's street dealers that are selling Zanny bars all the time, right? Xanax. There's street dealers that are selling um, opiate drugs. And then there's street dealers that even sell Suboxone for people that mm-hmm. want to get off. You know, depending on if they can't handle it anymore, they want to quit. They'll sell, they'll sell them that stuff too. So it's available everywhere. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like there's never a shortage of drug supplies. And in this country, especially with the amount of heroin that's, that's found, that to be found in everything, single state, there's the cartels are making their rounds, right? I say this quite often because they yeah. really are. And then we've got the fentanyl craze, mm-hmm. which is a total killer. It's heroin times 100. It's like yeah. heroin as an elephant. You know what I mean? It's a killer. It's definitely a killer. And um, there's uh, fentanyl dealers, you know, people that... I personally know that have bought it from somebody and overdosed and died. You know, um, I know our friend Rhonda that was on the show, her son uh, had bought fentanyl off of a fentanyl dealer and that guy was eventually um, put away for a long time due to the fact of all of the different overdoses and deaths that that had been caused as a result of him selling straight fentanyl to his customers. Right. It's bad. So, Crazy, I mean, yeah. we, if we look in comparison to how kids are doing drugs these days to back in, like, the 70s and 80s, it's changed a lot. Do you think it's gotten worse? It's gotten way worse. They're, obviously, they're, the population is more, but also the drugs are uh, they're a whole other level. We didn't yeah. have, you know, people weren't doing fentanyl back then. And, and now you're seeing tons of people overdose. I got um, friends in Ohio that they say these days there's hardly any heroin around. They're not really doing heroin anymore. Mm. They're doing straight fentanyl. Uh, my friend Joey had sent me a, ch- a chart of all the different towns in all of Ohio and, and the amount of overdoses that happen. And the, I'm talking like, I could show you. It's a, f- a full chart of the whole state, and each town has different, like 112 here, wow. 10 here, 15 there, 65 there, all the different overdoses for 2017. It's gnarly it's crazy it's out of hand you know so and and these are kids these are people's like children right that at one time maybe five ten years ago they were just in grade school so how is it that all these kids get caught up kids are different these days have you ever heard that term um kids these days right sure or 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 you know i I mean and i work with some of these kids on the front lines the mentality is different too. Yeah, I mean, sure. not to say that we had great home training when we were growing up, but it seems that kids got no home training these days, or they just disregard. Well, and they have different value systems as well. Way different, you know. Mm. No offense to millennials, but like millennials have their I own. Won't, I won't take advantage. I know. I know. Don't you worry. Well, you're actually very advanced. For you know, <laughs> I've, I've noticed you. You've got a good head on your shoulders. But yeah. You fake know, it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> you know, I think these days kids are, they think they're Teflon. They're bulletproof. Like they, they will not be affected or or they see their friends dying, but they're like, I don't care. And then there's a lot of psychological stuff going on there too. Mm-hmm. They might be really going through some stuff. They might have a lot of pain that they're they're trying to bog down and hide through. And yeah. and the best way is to get their hands on the the more extreme drugs that are out there these days. Well, yeah, um, and another aspect of that, too, is um, 
uh, focus drugs such as Adderall, Ritalin, things on those likes, which we're seeing a lot more abuse in as well. Right. Uh, it's not just abuse. But what, what's crazy is obviously Adderall is used for kids that are very hyper. It's supposed to right. calm them down. And then quite the opposite effect for when somebody's a young adult or they're an adult, they're putting on Adderall so that they can focus more. So right. they, they can be, you know. So you got kids that as, at a very young age, a doctor is putting them on Adderall so they grow this dependency to be on Adderall. And then I've seen a lot. I, I see a lot of kids that they were prescribed Adderall throughout their young youth and they, be, they grow up to become full-blown drug addicts. I'm talking mm -hmm. like... Everything from meth to heroin to whatever happens very often. I see it all the time. Um, so one has to ask, is it really necessary to have these kids? I'm not a doctor, but I don't know that it's really necessary to, to get these kids, you know, it's pretty much, it's legal speed. It's medical mm -hmm. speed. So you're giving it to them for a certain purpose, but uh, what gives? You know, like how long do they have to be on this? And do, right. what are we creating in doing this? Um, that's something to think about. And then also... College students, you know, a lot of college students are more focused uh, because they're on Adderall. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they have these exams. They have to stay up for long hours to try to study for their exams. And they can't really do it, especially the ones that are in fraternities or, or you know, if they're, they're partying a lot. How are you going to study for your exams? Well, why don't I do just a little bit of Adderall and then I can really focus and get all this stuff out of the way. Yeah. And the you know? counterbalancing just right. doesn't tip. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't balance out rather. Right. Um, so we're running a little low on time, but the last uh, kind of question or thing that I wanted to touch upon here is maybe um, other drugs that are being used more today uh, than in the past. So we, we touched upon uh, Xanax and Adderall. Mm. I also wanted to bring up um, like spice or legal weed. You're seeing a lot of uh, use and overdosing on that as well. Right. Um, I've, I've experienced uh, several friends that have had really bad experiences. Really bad. That, had to go to the hospital. Right. So a lot um, of kids that go to treatment, they think that, uh, you know, sometimes those, those panel tests that are out mm -hmm. there, there was a time when they couldn't detect those. And right. so people would use. Um, a lot of kids, when they're in treatment especially the ones that aren't serious, mm -hmm. aren't really taking it serious, don't really want to stay sober, don't know the value of what it means to be sober, mm -hmm. they'll try to go underground and they'll use things like spice, which is yeah. it can be bought in smoke shops, yeah. or kratom, which mm -hmm. is, is... Yeah, kratom's know, another one. It's yeah. sort of like it gives you that same feeling that heroin would. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's uh, many other... different. I mean, some kids are... I was just told recently there was a kid that was in treatment several times and in sober livings, and he was doing acid all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, acid, you can't detect acid in, in, your, in your system. And, you know, then there's straight fentanyl from the patches to, you know, smoking it to eating it to whatever. Well, however people are shooting it, um, it's just going to get worse and worse. I don't think Xanax is ever going to go away. This, mm -hmm. you know, big pharma is just pumping that stuff out there. Yeah. But it's about raising awareness and, and just... Uh, letting, I'm going to be speaking. Where am I at? UCI. Yeah, we're talking. I was just going to be at uh, UCI for Drug and Alcohol Week on Wednesday at 5:30 p.m. Yeah. What was the Thursday? The Thursday. What was the yeah. title of the, the? Um, I don't. I think it's just drug and oh. drug and alcohol use in teens. No, it's a it's something, something specific. Drugs and rocky road, rock and roll, or something like rocky, that. Rocky road. Rock and the roll. Rock, the rocky road. Rocky ice road. Ice cream. Of, Sex, drugs, of, and rocky road. Sex, drugs. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So you know. I so just, that yeah, that'll be that'll be really um, uh, helpful stuff too. Hopefully, we'll be able to record that uh, if anyone's 
interested in, in watching or listening to that yes. after. Um, I'm sure that'll be really useful. Um, naturally, we've talked a lot about it in the past. Maybe you can touch upon it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but signs that it's getting out of control, both for the the youth, the individual, right. as well as, as the parents. Mm-hmm. So if you... If you're, you know, you're a millennial, you're youth, you know, you're an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, you might not know that it's getting out of control. Right. What are some of the the first things, in your opinion, to pay attention to? If your kid looks like he's nodding off in odd places, if he's uh, uh, got drool hanging down from his mouth Mm. and he keeps falling asleep, that's an obvious sign. (laughs) If your kid is put on academic probation in his Mm. school system, if he's, uh, if his grades have dropped there's something probably going on there i mean why would he be doing so well and then all of a sudden not doing so well Mm. if your kid is uh behaviorally acting out uh becoming more angry and irate than usual Mm -hmm. uh something that you're not used to if he's coming at you if he's yelling at you if she's yelling at you um if they're very defensive if they're if you see um sometimes their face looks like it's breaking out more than Mm. usual and um, they're not around the house a lot. If they're ducking and dodging your calls, if they're not coming home often, um, if they're hanging out with certain people that are questionable, all these are great signs, you know, to to really take a look at and see what, what's your kid doing, who's your kid hanging out with, what's your kid uh, mixed up in. I think um, not enough people are engaging with their kids these days, and their kids will go out and experiment and think that they can gravitate more towards people that care about them more out there that probably don't really care about them at all. Not probably. Absolutely don't care about them at all. I don't think any kind of uh, street pusher or drug dealer really has any kind of uh, love or care or adoration for somebody's best interest as a family member would, as a a loving mother or father or or relative. Yeah. Spinning that um, as well for the individual, Mm -hmm. how how do you uh, recommend... Um, that kind of self-awareness perspective um, to say, hey, I'm, I'm not doing as good as I could be doing. I'm, I'm slacking a little bit. I'm not hanging out with the, the best people. How do you recommend developing a, a mindset like that to to want to be better you, better yourself, and not let this drag you down? Well, that, are you talking about from the perspective of somebody who's actually yeah. getting caught up? Yeah. That's the problem is a lot of... A lot of people, when they get caught up in that world, they don't have the ability to break away from that. Right. The only way that that can really happen is if they get desperate. So who's who who around them is holding the safety net? Mm. If the safety net is there, then there's not a chance that they're going to get good. Listen, I've been trying to deal with this 19-year-old kid for the last Mm. month or so. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to him, it's like talking to a wall. Mm. He is so justified for his actions. He feels like... um, like he's he he says I'm not an addict. Yeah. I, I tell him I'm not calling you an addict, but I said how often would you use acid? Only every week, you know, once a week for a year and a half. I said okay, great. I mean, it's for him to find out. Now, where does he live? At his mom's house. What does he do? Doesn't work. He's over eighteen. He should be out working. He should be out getting mm-hmm. a job. What's he do? Nothing. He he mm-hmm. basically just exists. You know, mm-hmm. plays video games all day long. And for right now, he's not using or, or doing any drugs because he's trying to make his mom happy, but he doesn't know anything about recovery and he doesn't want to know. And why right. is that? Because the safety net is there. When the safety right. net is pulled out and the kid gets desperate and you realize it. And I told him, I go, listen, man, 
if you could get a job and you could afford your own rent and your electricity and your bills and your wear and tear on your car and your gas and your food and all those things and you actually have a job to where you make enough money to do drugs still too, more power to you if that's what you want to is do. He, is he working at all? No. He Where's doesn't he getting the money for the asset? God, you know, some, some of these kids, believe it or not, they burglarize, they come up with money. Mm. Or, or if they make a little bit of money by doing some chores or things like that, they're, they're good. I see a lot of kids are really good with saving money these days. And mm. then when they learn how to sell things like drugs... Or shoes even, you know. Sure. There's a lot of kids that there's a shoe addiction going on where kids mm -hmm. are selling shoes, right? You know about this, Odie? You know, right? So, uh, Well, here's an interesting thing to pay attention to, too. This is, this is both a, um, a beneficial tip if you're, if you're looking to make a little extra money, um, but also maybe something to pay attention to, is that there's free sections on Craigslist and Facebook groups mm -hmm. that you can go and just take free stuff. Right. And if you have the time, what you kind can of stuff? sell it. All kinds of stuff. Dressers, um, furniture, right. hats, shirts, clothing. So people are taking free stuff, selling it, selling getting it. money. Yes. I mean, technology at its finest, right? That's that's technology. Yeah, there's if a, you know a, how to utilize it correctly. Yeah, you yeah. just go on the free section. Yeah, so that that's I just thought about that too. That that could be a very easy way. So I mean, mm -hmm. addiction comes in so many different yeah. forms, but kids these days, the kids youth these days, the youth of today. I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> well, there's kids younger than I am, so right. <laughs> Believe me, I know a lot of adults that act like kids. You sure. know what I mean? They're very, very. Uh, emotionally immature yeah. so well we covered a lot of awesome stuff today this was a pretty long episode is there anything else on this topic you'd like to touch I on? I think we touched on a lot I think that yeah. um, also know, if there's any questions that you have afterwards please feel free to either leave a comment on this or right. if you're listening to the podcast you can always send us an email at either Austin or Pej at beginningstreatment.com and do you want to talk about Ask an Addiction Specialist? Sure, yeah. Uh, in the description of wherever you're watching or listening to this, uh, there's an amazing uh, community called Ask an Addiction Specialist that we've had the absolute privilege of building over the last uh, year and a half. Uh, really, the, the goal and mission of that is to, um, is to create an online, no-pressure platform where people that are struggling with addiction or they have loved ones that are struggling with addiction can ask questions to actively working addiction professionals in a non, no sort of salesy way, just an open forum communication where people can get answers mm -hmm. as well as support one another. Ask an addiction specialist. Yeah, ask an addiction specialist. You can you can search it by that name uh, in the in the search bar. It's also facebook.com slash groups slash ask an addiction specialist. Um, if you are, if you like this podcast, if you learned something interesting, something new, oh uh, we would love for you to subscribe, whether you're on iTunes or any other platform online. If you could write us a review, it would mean the world. We also love to always hear your thoughts and how we can improve this program. We want to thank you guys all for tuning in today. Until next time. Until next time. Sober grind out. Sober grind. <laughs>